0: Brant, I know you're there right now. This is our biggest episode thus far since starting Garage Takes Podcast episode 15. How you doing, dude?
1: This is the week, man. This is the week that we've been waiting for. This is the week that we've been waiting for since the beginning of August.
0: What's funny is this is the week that I've been dreading since the beginning of August, but here we are sitting at 10 and 1 where... I did not think that we would be I mean I know I just listened back to some of the previous podcast episodes when we first started this thing and I'm like, man we at least we both took the over on seven and a half wins for Michigan before this uh, season started but I don't think anybody saw us right here right now as 10 and one against 10 and one Ohio State in Ann Arbor coming up this weekend. This is just it's insane and, and quite honest I I'm starting to just enjoy the fun of this. Like the fact that we're here is just, it's exciting.
1: Yeah, even though you label me Mr. Sunshine and Mr. Optimism and all this sort of stuff, uh, I did not see this coming either, but I felt like after the Michigan State game, I said it, the season is not over. We are right in this thing. We still have a chance. And uh, all we had to do was be efficient and play good football. And now we're 10-1. Yep. had a, ch- a chance at home against the Buckeyes.
0: Well, I in I think that this episode, just so all of our listeners know, we're going to do a little bit differently. I don't have any I don't have any questions to ask you, Brant, That I have written down. I didn't share anything with you ahead of time. You didn't share the bets with me. We just kind of said, like, look, end of November, it's Thanksgiving weekend. Like, we just got to kind of flow off the cuff like this, and in a way this is kind of excites me because I think this is what kind of started the podcast, right? Before we ever started doing this thing, this started with you and I phone calls on our way home from work. We both had long drives and just talking sports. And that's what I want this episode to be because it's authentic. It's real. There's nothing pre-planned or anything about it. And this is huge. So I want to know your thoughts, man. I already know kind of, your prediction ish, right? I know you're, I know you're predicting Michigan to win. Sorry, spoiler alert (laughs) listeners. Um, but what does this mean right now for, for this? Well, like, what does it mean for you? Not even the program. What does this mean for you as a Michigan fan right now, a couple days away from this big game? What does it mean for you?
1: If it means that my whole season of watching football has been vindicated because no matter what, You know what we have in the back pocket, Dave? We have a Rose Bowl bid in the back pocket, no matter what at this point. Would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I I, I would agree with that.
1: We are going to be the second most highest ranked team, even if we lose to Ohio State, I think at the end of the day. So um, for me, after coming off that last season, the 2020 season, which we both agree was a debacle uh harbaugh everybody on that coaching staff well that's no longer there anybody that's still there uh would say that was a terrible season all the players would agree with that and coming off that season to put a 10-1 and team together with a chance to win the big 10 go to indy um and then potentially play in the college football playoff worst case scenario you're going to be playing for the rose bowl now if both of us were to say that to each other in august hey man Book your tickets to Pasadena. You could take your kids, Dave. You could take Luke and Grace. You could take a beautiful wife, Kate, and you could go out to Pasadena and have yourself a fantastic new year. Now, I mean, that's
0: that's exciting, right? Like, could you imagine yeah. doing that? No, <laughs> no, I could not. That's the thing, man. Is like when I think about this, I'm like, we it's funny, like looking at the looking at the actual like roster heading into this season and knowing that. Like I was fixated on JJ kind of the whole time, and I'm like, yeah, we know we had Kade at quarterback. We were just kind of we were coming off literally just a two win weird season. It got cut short. We didn't even play Ohio State last year. And I just felt so meh about about the program. It was miserable. Like, yeah, it just like miserable. meh. Like I don't know. And and then Jim Harbaugh took a huge pay cut, which I like. I wasn't even a fan of them bringing him back, but. He took the the pay cut, brings in the young coaching staff, and I'm like, okay, I'll, I can't ever say I'm not even going to pay attention because like it's way too personal for me for whatever reason. I'm going to pay attention. Um, but yeah, they bring in the new coaching staff, and and then you just watching this team play, right? Like I'm I'm just thinking back and I'm reflecting on like my initial thoughts of the season. Washington was a question mark for me. Went to that game actually with Kate and was a great win just an exciting like atmosphere and all that and then then it became okay you know make it through make it through the next game and you're gonna have to travel to wisconsin and that's never easy and and then whoa like first half tight and second half michigan just came out rolling and i was like okay well that's awesome not used to seeing that season rolls on you know you're i'm even thinking like preseason we were talking about northwestern obviously they weren't they're not good. Um, and even with Pat Fitzgerald being there, um, but you know, they, they win at Lincoln, which is never easy to do against Nebraska and they stumble against Michigan state. I mean, you know, I'm still sour about that. It's, it's, hurting less and less as the, as the weeks go on, as we see how the season is shaking out. And then really the big one for me, to be honest with you. And I know like there was a blowout win this past weekend against Maryland, which I wasn't necessarily expecting a blowout win, but that was exciting headed into Ohio state, but really that Penn state win. I, I just go back to that where I'm like, wow. Like those are the games that I watch as a fan that I, you know, God bless kate and the kids but like i was so nauseous that game i didn't want to talk to anybody because i just saw it happening like right they go down and i'm like here we go again we're gonna lose this game we don't ever win these games but then somehow we win and all of that moving forward we're 10 and 1 it's just like i'm not used to this man like i'm they have for once my expectations were so low and the fact that we're here i just i'm beside myself
1: yeah, I would have to agree that the expectations were pretty low at the beginning of the year, but we raised them as the year comes along, right? You beat Wisconsin, okay? So once you beat Wisconsin, the expectation kind of was, well, you need to beat Michigan State. Well, it turns out Michigan State's a really good ball team, right? So after you stumble there, you're, you're looking at that Penn State game and you're thinking, this is the – and I talked about this at that time. This is a program win, this is a foundation piece that we haven't had. And by putting that foundation piece in there, solidifying, saying, hey, we can beat a good team on the road, hostile environment. That's something that Harbaugh hasn't proven that he can do consistently for sure. And, and really do it at a, uh, at a clip that is expected at Michigan or what should be expected, I should say. So uh, now that he's done that, the expectation has been raised and, um, and now you have that chance against the Buckeyes at home, where we're not expecting to get blown out. This weekend, you we can't get blown out. It can't be 6239. It can't be a replay of 2019, 2018. You cannot have that. Um, I know Dave, you're probably expecting Michigan to play them close. If you I, you guess what I'm gonna do. I, I'm gonna guess what you're gonna do, and you're gonna say, we're gonna lose a close one. Probably a score, maybe two scores. But I'm telling you this right now, if this team looks any part that they looked against maryland if they look any part like they did in the first half against michigan state if they look anything like they did in wisconsin this team is going to uh i i don't want to say get the win like just by doing that you're going to have to have some things fall your way as well but i think by doing those types of things you're going to be right in that game and probably have the lead in the second half but We know by history that sometimes we stub our toe when we have things going our way. We have the J.J. McCarthy-type fumbles that drive you absolutely insane. I remember watching Shea Patterson against the Buckeyes, and it's like, oh, yeah, we're going down. We're going to score. We have a great drive going. What happens, Dave? Immediate fumble on the snap.
0: Immediately, immediately.
1: It's just like everything happens. Um, terrible to us in this game and Ohio state gets every break and Michigan state gets every break. Well, this game might be our chance to get our breaks and a lot of teams that make the extra effort or do a little extra something, they get the breaks to come their way because they actually caused it. So that's what I'm looking forward to this weekend. You're at home. You're going to have the juice. You're going to have the energy and you need to bring it.
0: You know, I 1000% agree. And I tell you what, I think that, I said it last week. I thought Michigan State had a chance. I knew their secondary was going to be a problem, and it became a problem very, very yeah. quick. As it was ever, worse than both of us
1: thought it was. Yeah. Going to be. Oh
0: yeah. It, it got bad really, really quick. Um, I really think that put Jim Harbaugh aside and coaching aside, I and I know you've listened to it with you know some of the interviews of these players. You know, normally it's even talking with the players, you hear like the whole. I don't want to say arrogance, but the idea of like, oh, next game ahead of us. Oh, we'll forget that. Oh, we'll move forward. Like, it's just so like scripted almost where this year is just different. Like you talk to the leaders of this team, Aiden Hutchinson, like they're envisioning winning this game. This game is everything to these guys. Um, they, they have prepared for this all season. Their every position group on this team sounds ready to go. And normally I'll be like, okay, I've heard that before. I, you know, whatever, just show me. And I'm still there, just as you know, like, show me Michigan. Can you win this game? Cause you have not. So win the game change my perception, but man, for the first time, really all season, my optimism is rising. And, and that is because of the leadership of these guys, the Aiden Hutchinson's. Cade McNamara, right? Who like, you know, guilty as charged. I wanted weeks ago. I said, you know what? Throw JJ in there because his ceiling is higher. And by the way, his ceiling is higher. I don't change that take. But the bottom line is, is that you've got a quarterback who can throw for 250 yards and two TDs and win you a football game and has confidence oozing out of him. And not fake confidence, not Shea Patterson confidence, real confidence. And I genuinely feel like if they lean on the play of their quarterback, you know what, Hassan Hastings is going to run the football tough. Blake Coram, if healthy, is going to give you a spark. Donovan Edwards showed a lot last week that has me excited. Like, those guys are going to play. I just think that at the quarterback position, they actually have not had a Cade McNamara in a very long time. And I'll throw myself in that category of just undervaluing him. He's not going to knock your socks off. You don't leave a game besides maybe that Michigan state game that they lost and be like, God, Kate is really good, but that boy can play. And and he comes prepared and he's confident. And I just think that that exudes it on the offense and the defensive side of the ball. When you've got leaders like Hutch and Ojabo, Dax Hill back there, who's more of a quiet leader. Brad Hawkins, who hopefully they can get back this week. Like, man, am I wrong to be feeling optimistic that they could do this?
1: Dave, I'm right there. I I I was there before you got there. And you were
0: to your credit. You absolutely were.
1: I, I really feel like when you hear these interviews, you talked about the interviews with the guys on the team. They, the first thing that they, I feel like they always say is I love playing for this team. Like I love my teammates. I love that. You know, what brings these guys together, I think is the road warrior mentality. That's something that we really didn't talk about this year very much is, you know, they go to uh, Madison and they get that monkey off their back that they haven't won there since the early 2000s. That's a big deal yes, Going it is. on the road, night game, Lincoln, Nebraska, big stage. They pull it out in a tough Fashion
0: when they when they fell down for the first yeah. time all season and, and had to trail a trailer team.
1: And Kate talked about it. Uh old Michigan teams. Uh you shouldn't really call old teams out, but he was like, they would have laid down, you know.
0: Yep. Uh, true. And he's there right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> not He's not lying. So um you have that, and then you go to you go to Penn State and you get that big win. Um, and then you go to Maryland, and you absolutely blow their doors off. I mean, that game was obviously close, and a little bit through the second quarter. And then Michigan said, you know, stop playing. Let's let's get this thing done. And then they were having a lot of fun in the third and fourth quarter. And that's something that I don't think we've seen from Michigan. Really, is the the trick play, you know, on the on the kickoff and. And some of the things that Donovan Edwards was doing with the wheel route, it's just, you don't see that from a Jim Harbaugh coach team very much, but God dang, did it look like those guys were really enjoying their time in Maryland. So that's a great game to have right before you play Ohio state, because all the feels are, you know what, we're confident, we're ready. And even if you get punched a little bit, we've been through this before. And you know, what we got our fans behind us now. So that even gives you that little bit of extra juice and I'm very interested to see once they hit some adversity, it, who it's going to be to pick them up. Because I guarantee you someone's going to pick this team up, whether it's Hutch and Jabo, the secondary, um, Cade, uh, the guys out of the backfield. Maybe it's uh, one of the receivers, Saren still, Maybe it's Johnson that steps up. Maybe it's Roman Wilson. You know, we've just had so many different guys from so many different angles step up this year. And it's always somebody that's making a big play. Eric All, right? Who, who saw him having 11 catches against Michigan state or who saw him breaking out for a 45 yard touchdown run? Like let's, let's just keep it going guys.
0: Yeah. You, you got it. And and the bottom line is, is that the entire, all of your goals, all of like fans, I mean, I don't know, maybe you and I are the anomaly, but I certainly don't think so after last season, like fans had their expectations. I think most people would have been happy with this current roster having an eight or a nine win season, and the reality is, and you hear from the players and obviously, right. These are, these are the guys in the trenches. They're the ones going to practice yeah. every day. They're the ones that are working together every single day and firing each other up and and shedding blood together that they knew this whole time that this is where they were going to be. And, and, and the bottom line is, is that they're here. And so you win right now, you win right now and, and you are heading to Indy. you got the college football playoff on your plate. And we're talking about things that we have not talked about with Michigan football in, in a in a very long, very long time. And so, so let me ask you this. So I'm going to shift to my pessimistic side for just a minute.
1: Sure. Uh, so it's expected
0: from you. You knew it was coming. So episode 16, right? Next next podcast, mm-hmm. we're talking about this game, and we're talking about a loss to Ohio State. What were the key takeaways from that game? If we're talking about a loss to Ohio State, what happened? What went wrong?
1: I think we'd start with turnovers, probably, and defensive breakdowns. Those are two things that I think that can absolutely derail this team from from competing against Ohio State. So let's start with the turnover piece, right? I talked about it earlier where Michigan has fallen flat on their face in this game before just by stupid errors. And by stupid errors, I mean – Uh, bad handoffs or bad snaps from the center to quarterback or um, just fumbles that are that aren't really stripped out they're just dropped so I'm talking about just having ball security Um, you know Cade you know that he's done it all year he makes good reads he throws it away when he needs to and he doesn't put the ball in harm's way really so if that continues I I think that is going to be a very, very important key to this game. All right. So let's talk about the second piece, the defensive breakdowns. Uh, You saw it all day long with Michigan State. These guys, (laughs) I don't know if it's scheme. I don't know if it's players. It's probably a combination of both. But Michigan secondary is better than Michigan State's. We know that. The scheme is going to be too high safety all day. You are not playing man very often, and you aren't leaving a guy up top by himself to try to cover, you know, a quarter of the field as a safety. So it's going to be a too high look, and you're going to say, you know what, if Travion's going to eat, then Travion's going to eat. But we are not going to give Garrett Wilson. We are not going to give Chris Olave, and we aren't going to give Smith and Jigba uh, 150 yards each. You know what I mean? So we're not going to let uh, C.J. Stroud just do whatever he wants. So if you can minimize the defensive breakdowns, keep things in front of you, and you cannot turn the ball over, I'd say one turnover, if we're under that, if we're one and under, Dave, one and under on the turnover battle, I think we have a real good shot to win this thing. What's well, your
0: thought? Yeah, no, I like, it. I like that thought. And I think that if they lose this game, I think for the first time this season, that means that Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo got contained. By that offensive line at Ohio State, which is going to be the tallest, most athletic group of O-linemen that they have faced all year. It's something uh,
1: that people, oddly enough, Dave, are just counting like, oh, Michigan's going to have this. Like, right. Definitely. Exactly. I, I don't think so. I, I think that this offensive line is very good at pass pro.
0: Yep. And so I, I don't
1: think that's just an auto check.
0: I completely agree. And I, and I think that if we're talking about a Michigan loss, I think we talk like, Wow, they contained those two guys and that rush up front. And C.J. Stroud had more time than we were expecting, and because he had more time than we were expecting, he connected with the guys you just named: Smith, Najigba, Chris Olave, Garrett Wilson. Like they—they all—it's all synonymous, right? It all goes hand in hand. If he—if C.J. Stroud has time, if he can sit back in that pocket, he—which he did, by the way—against Michigan State. And he waited for the plays to develop, and those guys were wide open, and it seemed wide like, open. It seemed like state secondary didn't even play that day, and and a lot of that not only has to do credit to their terrible DBs, but it also has to do with the fact that Ohio State's O linemen can play, and I think that if they can contain what's been the elite part of our defense, that's going to be a really really big problem. The other thing is, I think that. If Ohio State comes out similar to it's kind of like what I said, honestly, my take against Michigan State it ended up happening. If Ohio State comes out scoring and they let's just play like that first drive of the game out, let's say Ohio State gets the kickoff. They get the ball first in the big house. They get a first down or two. And then before you know it, they got a 60 yard bomb to Chris Olave or Garrett Wilson, whatever touchdown 7-0 Ohio State. I think that if Ohio State gets out to a really hot start and they start dropping points, my concern is that Michigan is going to do what Michigan State did, and that's drop their identity, right? We're like, Michigan State got into – I think you can learn a lot from the blueprint of that game. Michigan State gave up their identity. They couldn't even run it with Kenneth Walker because at that point they're like, we need, we need the big play. Like, we got to keep up with this offense. Now it's 14-0 we've got a score like running it on second and seven is not going to do anything for us. And it became a problem really quick. And before you know it, it's 49 zero at halftime. And so I think that if Michigan gets into that battle where they get away from their identity, which their identity has been run the football, control the clock. Um, I think if Ohio state can take Michigan from that identity and get into a a track race, uh, a high scoring, you know, can you keep up with us? The bottom line is that Michigan cannot, and they will lose that game if they try to keep up with that pace. So those are my two sort of takeaways if Michigan loses this game. But on the flip side, Brant, if Michigan wins this game, which we are both hoping for, what, what are your key takeaways on the flip side of that? And maybe they're somewhat related, but Michigan wins this football game. We're talking on episode 15, probably cracking a beer or two together, celebrating this one. What did they do differently?
1: Well, they, they played clean. They played a clean game. So I talked about the turnovers uh, if it goes poorly. It's very obvious to say that if the turnovers go the other way, then we're going to have a great day. Um, but I won't get into that as much as I want to get into the running game. I think I think I may have texted you this. I think I said 150 yards rushing and 250 yards passing met, might get it done. And I'm talking about 400 yards of offense that is time controlled. So um, if, if Michigan is able to sustain – seven to 10 play drives that eat up the clock, even if they result, Dave, you're going to hate when I say this, even if they result in field goals, but you're still, you're still juicing that clock. You're making, you're making CJ Stroud sit on the sidelines and you're letting that defense rest up. That is the time of possession game that Michigan has to win. I don't think there's any question about it. Michigan has to win the time of possession game. And this is going to be Harbaugh's defining hour is it's we're on their 40 yard line. It's late in the third quarter. It's fourth and two. What does he come up with to get that first down, to keep that drive alive when we're down three points, when we're down seven points, what happens in that moment, that play call that you have in your back pocket that, that makes us win this game. So I think it's, it's time of possession for Michigan to to put us over the top this year it's running the football it's passing the football it's being that balanced offense that we've come to kind of come accustomed to this year and if we can do that against Ohio State I think we have a way better shot than if we like you saw I mean you get in a track track meet with them you end up losing 42 21 or 52 28 or something ridiculous like that so stay away from that time of possession is where you've lived all year continue to do that put Pressure on CJ Stroud defensively, and this thing could come out your way.
0: I'll start right there. We win this game. You put fear in CJ Stroud's eyes. You got to put that boy on his back early. You've got to be in his face. Quarterback pressures. Like you've got to make that kid uncomfortable because he's not a runner. He has not been a runner. He's a he's a pocket passer. And I I not that he can't roll out by by any means. Like I'm not saying that. But you've got to you've got to be there every single play. The big house has to be roaring, and when they get in and they put that kid on his back, whether he completes a pass or not, he remembers that. First and second quarter, they've got to establish that. You got to put this kid on his back. You got to be in his face, knock down some passes, because come third and fourth quarter, he knows. And, and he will he will remember exactly what's coming at him. And I think that that's the, the key is that we've got to continue to do what we've done all year long. The other thing, and I, and I disagree to a certain extent with you, I think in the red zone, it's been a problem all year for Michigan. If we're talking about a win, we get inside that 20-yard line, we better score touchdowns because field goal is not going to win against Ohio State. They're going to score touchdowns. I don't care how good the defense is. I don't care what the rush is up front. They're going to score touchdowns. Like, at a minimum, they're going to score 30 points. At a minimum. They got the number one offense in college football. They're going to score 30 points. So, so, so stop. You need to be able to score. When you get down there and you have those opportunities in front of you, you got to be able to put it in the end zone. Maybe not every single time, but you got if you're down there six times – Four out of those six times, you need to score touchdowns. And that's just the bottom line. And and the other thing is, I I also feel like Michigan has got to be able to contain the run. That's the other thing. I think that it's very easy to talk about the three wide receivers that are all first-round NFL caliber talent from Ohio State. But let's not forget about Travion back there. Let's not forget about just the running back committee that Ohio State has. Michigan's run defense has not been great this year. It hasn't, I mean, it's been okay, but it has not been elite. You saw it happen with Kenneth Walker against Michigan State. I think if Ohio State exposes that, and we are expecting to have him defend in the secondary, these three wide receivers and CJ Stroud going deep. I, I, I think that they they've got to be able to at least contain the the run. And so if you do those things and you get a good game out of Cade McNamara brand to your point earlier don't turn over the football sure i'll take a pick or a fumble not in a crucial moment but you have got to be able to control the football control time of possession is absolutely critical use the guys that have put you on their back the entire season hassan haskins and and control the clock keep cj stroud off the field and when he's on the field you better put fear in that kid's eyes that's just the bottom line and i think that they can do it
1: dave so quickly i want to read you do you know ohio state's road games this year because i think this matters more than we've talked about
0: yes yes i do go ahead you can read them but i know them (laughs) okay
1: (laughs) well they were to start the year uh early September, they went to Minnesota, uh, Minneapolis, uh, night game. That was a tough environment. They struggled. The first half, they definitely struggled. Um, You know, they were losing at halftime. They come out, they end up, well, Minnesota lost their best running back and then lost their second best running back. So they end up losing that game, Minnesota did. Uh, But that was one point where they struggled. They struggled with crowd noise. CJ Stroud struggled a little bit. Uh, And then their next two road games were at Rutgers at Indiana. They have been home outside of their every other game besides at Nebraska, where they also struggled. Amen. So you take those three those three road games against Rutgers, Indiana, and Nebraska. Those are their most recent road games. Those teams combined for what five wins, Dave? Yeah, maybe six wins, whatever whatever it is. Um, we're talking. This is not. At Nebraska. This is not at Indiana. This is not at Rutgers. This is at the big house with all the marbles on the line. 2016, 2018, those were road games for Michigan. And every every guy in that locker room knows that we haven't had our shot at home against these guys with both teams having 10 wins. When when I talked about this earlier, you listen to those guys talk about uh, in their interviews about how this win will affect their families, for God's sakes. They're talking about this is like, I'm trying to do this for my family. You know, you got legacy players on this team. So I think that this this win in this stadium is going to be more important to these guys than anything else they've ever done in their life. So, so they're going to be fighting, scrapping for every single yard. And if if I'm the defense, keep everything in front of you. Do not let these guys get behind you. Make them earn every single yard. Every single yard has to be earned. And like you, you, you nailed it, Dave, when you talked about C.J. Stroud. Put him on his backside, and do it as many times as you can. And let him feel you, because once he feels you, he feels that crowd. Now you're talking the word shook,
0: yep. and you have to
1: get him shook.
0: One thousand percent. One thousand percent agree. So hey. I'm gonna. I'm giving you a teaser to to get your betting segment set up here because the bottom line is is that what I want to do for this episode, and and we're totally switching up. They, I I'm being very truthful when I say there was no agenda. Like this is an emotional emotional weekend and a game coming up, and I I think that we just got to spitball and talk about where where's this game at, and and we've done that so far. So Brant, what I want to do is let's do the betting segment as usual. And after that, I want to give final thoughts on Michigan, Ohio state. I've got a, I'll tease out a question to you and then we're going to bring this episode on home and we'll go from there.
1: All right. Dave. Uh, we got the game of the week, obviously for us, Ohio state at Michigan, Ohio state favored by eight and a half points, your money. What are you doing?
0: Michigan money line, and I'm not changing that. Now now listen, now listen, you you know, and like I've said all year long, and it has not changed. My heart of hearts is like, yeah, Michigan, we've been we've been here, we've we've done this, we've taught like we've had good teams 2016, 2018. You didn't get it done. Get it done this year. My, If I was a betting man, I had had a a gun to my head, I'm picking Ohio State because Michigan has not given me a reason to do otherwise. And in fact, I'm picking Ohio State to cover those points. But you know what? Something is different this year. And it's not just my fandom in me. Michigan not only covers, they win this game.
1: Same. You know how I feel about it. I felt about it as soon as they beat Penn State. This team feels like they're destined this year. And it's not the fandom. It has feels of 2016 where we were right there on the cusp and we blow a 14-point lead or 11-point lead, whatever it was. Um, I'm taking Michigan on the money line as well. Um, And uh, let's move on to uh, Michigan State. Uh, at home against Penn State. Mel Tucker has his hands full right now coming off of that loss. A lot of people, a lot of eyeballs on him. Can he get this? This this to them is going to be a program-type win. Um, this is the difference between going to a New Year's Six potentially and going to the Outback Bowl or the Las Vegas Bowl or who cares bowl, right? This is a big deal. So um, one-and-a-half-point underdogs at home, uh, Sean Clifford's playing.
0: Wow. See, this is why I like this for you to send it to me ahead of time. So they're one and a half point underdogs at home against Penn State. Yep. Who?
1: I would uh, assume I, Kenneth I, Walker's playing. I haven't heard that he's not playing.
0: Kenneth Walker? Yeah. Oh, he yeah. No, I I mean,
1: I, he had the ankle thing, but yeah, I think yeah, it, yeah, yeah. No,
0: no, no. I, I, I will. I will take Michigan State there money line. I, 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 because I know right now all the eyeballs, like you just said, are on Mel. This program, this is a big, big game for them. I think if it were at Penn State, I would take Penn State for sure. But because it's in East Lansing, I'll I'll take Michigan State to to close out the season and and end up 10-2. and I'll take
1: Michigan State. Um, I think that Penn State's defense is really good. I don't think their offense is is nearly good enough to keep up with uh, Michigan State. Um, Okay. So we're going to switch over to the NFL. we got some games tomorrow, Thanksgiving. Enjoy it with your families. Um, we got the Bears at the Lions in their Lions annual Thanksgiving game, <laughs> Thanksgiving Day game. Lions giving away three at home, Dave. Um, I think Jared Goff's questionable for tomorrow. I don't know. Do you know who the he's starting is? He's is playing. He's playing. Yes, oh, okay. he's playing. All right. Did you have to watch the Tim Boyle experiment last week? Did you watch that?
0: That I mean, where's David Blau? I is David Blau so bad you have to start Just, just real quick on the Lions. How, how, this is just a statement to the NFL in general. How is Boyle a backup quarterback in the NFL? I mean, by all means, Jared Goff is terrible. I've been calling for his head since like week two, but like, what, how? I don't, you texted me, Brent, actually, ironically, you were like, could Cade McNamara, like, at least be, like, a QB2 in this league? Yeah, absolutely. What is that? That's a mess. I'm sorry. Like, that was beyond bad. Like, whatever. I say all that to say, Jared Goff is playing Brandt. I can confirm. He's playing all my sources, meaning, like, The apps I check say Jared Goff is playing. And the biggest problem for the Lions is you know who they're playing against, right?
1: Uh, Yeah, Justin Fields is coming out party.
0: No, no, he's not. He's not playing? No, Justin Fields is not playing.
1: Andy Dalton's getting the start?
0: The Red Rifle is in town. And former Cowboy starting quarterback last half of the year after Dak got hurt. I'll tell you what, this game right here, Lions, money line. And it's the only time you're going to hear me say it all year.
1: Dave, how America gets treated to Andy Dalton versus Jared Goff. Congratulations, America. You just lost. Right. This is your prime time <laughs> you're sitting down for uh, early dinner with your family. It's
0: an getting- early game for a reason.
1: You're getting treated to Dalton V. Goff. Okay, give me the Bears. Enough time on that. I'll take the Bears. Uh, all right, Dave. Uh, the 430 window, uh, Raiders at Cowboys. Cowboys favored by seven and a half. That's a tricky number.
0: Raiders cover Cowboys money line. They got to come back after that embarrassing showing against the Chiefs last week.
1: I'll take I hope the- C.D.
0: Lamb plays.
1: I'll take the Cowboys to cover. Dak just doesn't have two bad outings in a row. Uh, He was not good last week, um, and I expect him to be a lot better. Okay, Dave. uh, Rams at Packers. uh, Probably the game of the weekend. Uh, That's why I put it on here. So, Packers favored by one at home.
0: Give me the Packers. I think the Rams are going to start slipping a little bit, to be quite honest with you. I know they picked up OBJ and all that, but I think you're going to – I'm sorry, Detroit, but you're going to start seeing a little bit of Matthew Stafford in the uh, moments of when it truly counts, and he's going against a head honcho like Aaron Rodgers, who I also cannot stand, but I, I think that the uh, the Packers win that one.
1: I said last week or two weeks ago that I didn't like the Rams' mojo right now, and I it's not getting any better. So give me the Packers at home. Uh, Stafford's kind of – that's a house of horrors for him. So, um, give me the pack. All right, Dave, that's it for the betting segment. Unless you want me to do the lock of the week.
0: What is your lock? Do you have a lock of the week? What is it?
1: The lock of the week actually is Go Blue. Dave, right oh, the oh, there it is. is. On the
0: money line.
1: What is it? Plus 260? I didn't see it. I know it's like in the 250, 260 range. It's, it's enough to, for you to make money and decent money on it. So, And if you're looking at the Spartans, I don't know why they're going to be plus money too. So if you're feeling saucy, do a little Michigan, Michigan state parlay. You could be feeling real good on a Saturday night.
0: Wow. There it is. I knew it. I had a feeling. I had a feeling you were going to come in. Let's go baby. Let's go. Brant, I got a question for you. And this is how we're going to wrap up episode 15. You're standing in an elevator with, a guy who he's just kind of jawing off to you about Michigan, why they suck, why they won't win, blah, blah, blah. What is your 30-second pitch as to why Michigan wins this game and why they finally get over this hump against Ohio State? What is different this year in 2020? 30 seconds, go.
1: Number one, it's at home. Number two, law of averages. We haven't won this game in like eight years. Uh, number three is that defensive line is going to cause havoc, I believe. And number four, Jim Harbaugh it will have to run onto the field himself and tackle somebody. He will. I think this team is destined. And so I guess my short answer is by law of, average, uh, by law of averages and destiny, we have to win this game.
0: Boom, there you go. And I tell you what, I'm gonna pile on top of you, dude. Michigan, this is a program statement win for you. Turn the tables. It starts right now. I'm pounding the table. It's now, it's today. It is this weekend. Punch the buckeyes in their face. No excuses. I don't care about matchups. I don't care about the quarterbacks. I don't care about the coaches. Anything, these guys will show up. I don't have any other statement besides to say that these players are ready, that they are irritated and they're ready to win this game. And to the law of averages, absolutely, the time is now. Go blue episode 15. We will see you guys next week. And as always, we appreciate your support and what a perfect time to say, hey Brant, guess what? Do you know we made it over this week? 1000 downloads man we are north of 1000 downloads after just starting this a couple of months and that is shout out to all of you that tolerate us every single week and we we appreciate the love and the support this is a huge weekend and and we would ask that you just share this out and to friends family whomever that are into sports just like we are. Have a great and a happy, safe Thanksgiving with your friends and family. We will see you all next week. Go Blue.